Hey Mason, did you know that on July 1st, Yahoo Domain Renewal Pricing increased to $34.95 per year? $34.95 per year? No way! Ridiculous! That's not a deal at all! You're right, it's not, and I do need a deal. You need a deal? I got the deal you need, Andy! Check this out! Transfer your domain to GoDaddy for as little as $6.99 and get a free one-year extension plus guaranteed renewal pricing. GoDaddy.com makes transferring easy and offers loads of extras including hosting, a five-page site builder, and much more. Oh, yeah! Plus, as a listener MuggleCast, enter code MUGGLE, that's M-U-G-G-L-E, when you check out and save an additional 10% on any order. Some restrictions do apply. I want you to see the site for the details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy. This is Professor McGonagall welcoming you to all to Mugglecast, hoping you enjoyed. Dobby, Dobby, come here. Yeah, Dobby. Yes, well, I'd just like to say how very pleased I am to introduce Mugglecast to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Because it has been one year since the release of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, this is MuggleCast, episode 154, for July 21st, 2008. All right, well, uh, we're coming off our big uh, Portis show, live in Portis, and this week we have uh, two gentlemen with us who haven't been on the show in a while. Uh, first, Eric. Hey. Hello, Eric. Hey. Welcome back. It's been a while. Thank you. Good to be back. Where are you these days? Are you, like, back in New Zealand, or? Uh, no, these days I am in Chicago, and I, oh. uh, since I was last on the show, I got a job. Oh. Yeah. What, what's your job? You work at Target? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to pick up a career there. I heard Laura, Laura was doing that. So, uh, no, oh. I work for uh, work for Redbox. You guys ever hear that? Uh, yes, that was the DVD rental service, yes. one dollar a day. Yes, 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 yes. Indeed, it is. Yes, oh, those, those are the ones fun. outside of McDonald's. Uh, yeah. McDonald's and supermarkets and all that stuff. So, yeah. So, how do you work for them? Like, what do you do? Do you go pick up the DVDs? Do you come what, go collect the cash, or what do you do? <laughs> Each week you put in the new movies that go in the following week uh, and mm. take out all the old ones that no one's renting anymore. So do you have, so you have to do a lot job. of running around then, huh? Y- yeah, yeah, pretty much. Every kiosk is, you know, a couple, you know, they haven't spread out all over Chicago. There's hundreds, so. Do you cover everyone in Chicago or? Uh, no, no, there's about like 10 different people that do it. Um, hmm. So in a way you're a humanitarian providing movie services for all Americans. <laughs> for cheap, for cheap. Absolutely, it's it's kind of a cross between my computer experience and my uh, um, my movie theater job. So I, was, I really love it. But yeah, thanks for asking. So uh, did the responsible thing and got a job. Also this uh, week, uh, Ben's returning. Hey Ben. Hey Andrew. Where have you been, you? Ben? Huh? I'm good. Thanks. How have I been, Ben? 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 Have you been, um, Ben? Ben? I've been great. I've been. Uh, I just got back from New York City. Went out there, had a good time. Saw a bunch of friends. Saw. People saw big buildings, uh, <laughs> Pinkberry, tried Pinkberry. It was pretty good. Did you see pigeons? Uh, other than that, I've just been living life. You know, I'm getting ready to go back to Notre Dame here in about a month. And, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I saw that we're, you know, it's been about a year since Deathly Hallows, and so I decided it's time to come back to the show. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, because that's going to be the big focus of our show this week. Now that we're finished chapter by chapter, we're going to talk about how it's been one year since uh, the book was released. We're recording on the 20th, so, I mean, this was the night we were all at our respective release parties. And oh boy, do I miss it! Actually, yeah. Actually, by now, this we were time back a year ago. Yeah, we were all reading it this time yeah. a year ago. Yeah, Tom Rutland actually IM'd me a little bit ago uh, at quarter after midnight England time. He was like, "Mate, do you remember we were we were there a year ago tonight?" Chip chip. But um, yeah, so it's good. So we'll talk about all that coming up on the show, and of course all the uh, latest news stories. So I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Ben Shane. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Laura Thompson. I'm Micah Tannebaum. And I'm Matt Britton. Mike Tannenbaum, what's in the news? Well, uh, we're supposedly going to get a teaser trailer for Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. No, on we're not. August 1st, you. with the release of the new Mummy movie. Ooh. And who's all going to go out and see that lovely movie to uh, <laughs> check out the teaser trailer? Are you guys bashing no, the Mummy? I'm not, I'm not a Mummy fan. Is anyone dude, else? I'm not bashing the Mummy. I love the Mummy. I thought, I thought, I thought the Mummy was awesome. The, the, the other two dude, were cool. Dude, here's how no, much I, I really like the liked mummy. the first two. Here's how much I like the Mummy. I was going to go see the movie before, before I knew that the trailer... Or whatever they're going to call it. Maybe it'll be twenty five. But you're seconds. a movie junkie. Yeah, but the mummy, the mummy in particular, is is a big uh, big thing for well, me. Well, the mummy was okay, and then what came after it? The Scorpion King. No, the mummy or returns. Was that a yes. spinoff? The, oh, the mummy returns, then the Scorpion, then the Scorpion King, which was a spinoff. King. Yeah, which I, I I even went and saw that in theaters. So that's yeah, big on that. So at this point, <laughs> it's either going to be with the mummy or Star Wars, and um, there's another Star Wars. Star Wars: The Clone Wars. It's the animated what? Star Wars. It's George Lucas is behind it, so I guess that should be pretty oh, good. He's just but, um, trying to make more money. Yeah, but um, but I love it. So either one of those two, I'm going to put my money down on Mummy, just because that's the rumors. We never got rumors about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were about the Mummy. Well, so well now I'm now you say our... WB uh, confirmed it or reportedly like who who they, who no. do they confirm it to or no nobody. Well, it's just it's just um. People who work at movie theaters have been talking to marketing reps at WB, and they have said the mummy. I see. Because so, if they emailed you, we'll you see. should just say – you should, like, send a nasty email back. Like, if they're like, by the way, these things are slightly more true, you should just be like, thanks. You know, because how long yeah. has it been? Seriously? Well, yeah. It, we're long overdue for a trailer, and um, – Well, the movie comes out in three weeks. <laughs> what? <laughs> Actually, 123 days, 5 hours, 11 minutes, and 50 seconds, <laughs> if you want to be Oh, exact. thank you. I'm going to count down. Yeah. Um, so it will be exciting when it comes out. The uh, shorter trailer, I don't even know if you can call it a trailer, right? It's like a teaser teaser trailer. Um, was released with The Dark Knight in IMAX this past weekend. And uh, it has one line 
uh, with Michael Gambon speaking, and that's about it. Here, here we got it. So we're going to play it, and we're all going to be enthralled, and we're going to be like, wow, this was definitely worth the wait. Once okay, so again, here, here I must ask you to do the impossible, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's play the real clip now. That was the real clip. That was the clip. No, that wasn't the real clip. <laughs> Once again, I must ask too much of you, Henry. <laughs> you can't hear what he said. It sounds to me. It sounds like he says, "Once again, exactly. I must ask you once again, uh-huh. Harry." <laughs> <laughs> I must ask too much of you, Harry. It's like it's almost too hard to understand. He's like mumbling. Well, it's not even proper English, is it? Once again, I must ask again. Too it's much. it's like at WB they were like, "Michael, Michael, come here, real quick. We need to do something." <laughs> you, you guys, you guys know what this comes back to the fact that he hasn't read the books. You know, <laughs> if he would have read the books, he probably would have said that line clear. <laughs> He's not confident, so he's just sort of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so, so that was for all the people who actually who paid three hundred dollars to go see The Dark Knight in IMAX. In yeah, IMAX, yeah, yeah. they you, got you that paid three hundred dollars. Um, thanks, WB. Yeah, yeah, dude. At least in Chicago, that's how it is. IMAX is booked. Really? I was I was down there at noon today, and they were booked every showing through Wednesday of The Dark Knight at IMAX. What? what? And people, what do you mean? Like ticket scalpers were selling them for yeah, three hundred? Yeah, yeah. Pe- no, people oh, yeah. who uh, there was a woman who sold three tickets for one hundred eighty dollars, and there was something else that was oh, okay. yeah. Like these people will buy it just to go see them. Like seriously, I would get tickets yeah. and sell them for that much money and wait a week, you yeah. know. But well, I don't mean to brag, but uh, MuggleNet was the first person, first site to report that uh, IMAX was going to have that teaser teaser trailer, even though it was kind of disappointing. But well, uh, that's fantastic because that trailer was life altering. <laughs> Thanks to our sources for that. <laughs> what else is going on, Micah? Oh, uh, well, The Dark Knight, wasn't it the highest grossing movie in a single weekend? All time, yeah. It's a weekend, it, it yeah. beat Spider Man yeah. 3. Really Who good. Saw it? I think Who that saw was it? all because of the trailer. I think we. I saw it. I saw it too. I saw it. I think everyone, uh, Micah and Laura, did you guys see it? No, no I'm not. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, come on, guys. Oh, come guys. on, get with the get times. Out. Get go with the it. times. We've seen it three times already. I'll have to go to IMAX so I can see that really cool teaser trailer that we just talked about. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to pay $300 for it. You with your iPhone. Dude, 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 dude. You know, some people have been saying that um, Warner Brothers is getting themselves into a marketing nightmare. Like, this is a huge marketing mistake just waiting this long. Would you agree with that? Or do you, I mean, people are going to, it's still going to make just as much money as. Well, just like. Andrew, just like you were saying, it's like they just took Michael Gambon. It's like it's like some WB representative just woke up one day and he's like, "Oh, what date is it?" You know, or he he's like sitting on his couch at home and he reaches in the in the little like pouch in between the cushions and he sees his to do list is like get a trailer together for for them and he's oh you know crap hey wait whoa whoa, whoa. Michael Gambon so he calls him up and just asks him to record this and that's their teaser trailer. Like seriously, well, well come on. This is at least like okay. I, with the other movies, I think there's almost been too much. You know what I mean? Because like with uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, there was always that one line that seemed to show up in every trailer that was just around all the time, where it's like, "It is not in the nature of a Dementor to be forgiving." <laughs> and, and then like, it, but no, I'm dead serious though. Like, no, I I, with like yeah. with the previous films, I always felt like I almost got war. Like I, maybe it's because I work on a Harry Potter website, but. I got worn out by seeing so much like of trailer material, you know, and at least at least we don't know what to expect going into the film yeah. at this point. And maybe if we don't get that much uh, footage beforehand, when we actually see the film, it'll be, it'll be more enjoyable because it'll be yeah. more of a surprise. But see, I, 
I agree yeah, with I th- that. Yeah, I think you're right. They did, they did the exact opposite with the Order of the Phoenix film. Well, well uh, or wasn't it Goblet of Fire? They actually showed entire clips. Yeah, they what? did with yeah, Goblet well, of Fire. They, they, they showed a lot really early, too, in the advertising yeah. timeline. I didn't watch any of that crap, and I never watch any of that but crap. But whether you watched it, was it or not, available. they had it... Yeah, it was available for anyone to watch, and that was just crap. That was clips from the from the actual film. Hell, we saw half the movie by the time the exactly. movie was released. So I'm glad they aren't doing that. But still, it's you know two months away. You'd think they could do, you know, just <laughs> give us you know. I could go for a, a substantial trailer by now. Yeah, I mean, or, or maybe that's even all we I want. don't even need a teaser. Just a good trailer. I mean, we're even almost past due with the normal theatrical trailer it's just like i mean it, how many promo picks do we have maybe 10 i mean the only reason the only way to get promo picks is if someone smuggles low res ones out and wb says oh wait mm. here's the uh, high res of that yeah well and there's not even any promo posters out yet are there it's just that right. one that's black that says half-blood prince did i even see that one yeah we need to get it's nothing we need it's to get not, a janitor we need to get it we need to get a janitor insider at at Leavesden. And then and then have yeah. then give him a digital camera and Leavesden's closed now though. They've been done filming since March. It's like, you know, whatever. Um what else is going on, Micah? Speaking of pictures, uh we got another one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Harry and Professor Slughorn, so I guess I'm that's loving supposed these to pictures, uh, that's supposed to keep you satisfied, I guess, until this teaser trailer comes yeah, out. I am loving these pictures of Slughorn. He's so like quirky and And non slughorny? And what? <laughs> he doesn't have a mustache. He doesn't even have his mm. handlebar mustache. He looks nothing like him. I never it? pictured him with a mustache, though. Yeah, me well, you should have. <laughs> I mean, does it really matter if he has a mustache well, well, no, or not? No, 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 not particularly. But I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how he looks. It, like, truly analyzing the pictures of him, I just, I don't know. The only uh, thing uh, that I acting. just don't really care for is that he's not short. Slughorn is short. Uh, in this uh, in this photo, isn't Harry holding uh Felix, the half blood yeah, book. Yeah, the half blood prince book, yeah. and then he's uh, then the Slughorn's holding the Felix Felicis, isn't he? Yeah, it's pretty clear though. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Why does it look like they're in an igloo whenever they have these <laughs> pictures of the potions room? It's like a rounded room. It, it I don't know. Well, see, that well, was this is where he did uh, um, the legitimacy lessons, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Snape's office, or right, presumably, formally. Isn't yeah, the formally. Slughorn supposed to be fatter too? Yeah, he's yeah, big. Well, he they actually did add padding on uh, Jim Broadbent, but I guess it wasn't enough. Yeah, I mean, on a 120-pound man, you can only add so much padding. Yeah. I think it looks good, though. Yeah. I'm happy That's with not that. true. Sure That's not true. Job. You can add a lot more padding. That's look true. At, look Eddie, at Eddie Murphy, professor. the fat suit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look at John Travolta. Yeah. And hairspray. Yeah, and hairspray, but, uh, right. <laughs> but still, I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll just reserve judgment until I see him act, because I... I I really like the character of Slughorn, and I think they could do a lot with him in the movie. Well, I think Jim Broadbent's a really good actor, so I think he'll portray him. Yeah, I think so, too. Anything else, Micah? Well, uh, we were at Portis last week in uh, Dallas, Texas. Most of us were actually... uh, We were coming home right about now when we were recording, but... uh, This time last week, yeah. Jim Dale was down there, and... uh, we can talk about him a little bit. I I thought he did a really good job. Um, Jim Dale was amazing. Uh, That was the best... um, event sort of thing that could ever happen at a Harry Potter symposium, hands down. It was so... Jim Dale got so into it. He was reading from the... For anyone who doesn't know, maybe if you didn't read the post on MuggleNet, Jim Dale was reading from the audiobook... Well, he was reading from the books, 
and he was extremely animated, and he sang the Sorting Hat song, and he was doing all these fun different scenes. It was just so good, and he really definitely made it worth uh, everyone's while. Yeah. So much fun, Absolutely. right, Micah? Weren't you impressed? Yeah, I was impressed, and he had the crowd going. I mean, he was up there yeah. pretty early in the morning, too. It was, yeah, it was always 9 about 9 o'clock in the morning, and there was a, yeah. a large number of people that were there. And uh, he really kept the crowd entertained from the moment he took the stage until he finished up. And like you mentioned, he did a number of scenes from the first four books, and uh, he didn't miss a beat. He just kept going. And he's what? He's in his early 70s, I think. And yeah. the guy had so much energy. He really, really did. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I wish I could have been there. I know, Ben. I'm sorry you weren't. Um, How the he was really go? nice as well. Yeah, he, he's a very nice gentleman. The podcast went great. Uh, went off without a hitch. Uh, just about midnight, actually. It was actually on time. And uh, everyone was there, excited to uh, hear the show. Um, how, and, how many uh, people is everyone? I'm just curious. Uh, I would say 300. Really? Jeez. I, yeah. I saw a picture and I thought there was like ten people there. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was the meetup, though, wasn't it? Are, are you talking about the meetup? Oh, maybe I, I, maybe I saw a picture of the meetup. Meet I saw like people yeah. sitting in a circle in a room, kind of. Yeah, the, that was yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that was, the... th- there was a ten people. It was like thirty or forty. Okay, it was very nice of people to come. <laughs> I, fi- I, fig- um, I was... figured since I was there, no one came out. No, it's a good. Oh yeah, of course. Just kidding. No, um, that's a good transition into the meetup. We also did the meetup on Saturday, and that was a lot of fun too. And I was so annoyed at the end of it because it went so well. If we had the proper mic equipment there, it could have been a whole other podcast because we just talked about anything and everything Harry Potter, um, and everyone really enjoyed it. We talked about MuggleCast. Were you guys wearing your suits? No, no, we were interested. How did how did the ball go? The ball was the ball was, there any, really was, there, was there any spontaneous bawling by anybody? Oh, bawling? What do you mean bawling? Like, like crying. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. None of that this year. <laughs> I broke my foot. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, Matt broke his foot. But <laughs> That's what I heard. Like, So so uh, does that mean what? like MuggleNet has to have some like workman's comp for him or something? <laughs> no, he fractured it. It's okay. But So does he have um, a cast now? How that yeah, He had a brace. I have a boot. He hasn't been brace. using it much, though. But um, gotta get healthy, Matt. Yeah, the podcast. And what was happening? You want to tell the story, Matt? Go ahead, and tell huh? the story for the audience. How you fractured your foot at the ball? I was dancing. <laughs> what 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 kind and... of dance? What kind of dance were you doing? Did some was hardcore dancing. Well, I was, was I was juking. Was it grinding? Was it the two step? Well, yeah. What's juke juking? Um, no, it, I was just jumping up and down, and um, I landed on my foot sideways. And I heard it pop like three times. <laughs> so the dance was a lot of fun. They had a really cool Portis ice, ice sculpture that was all lit up. It looked really, really cool. Um, and they had Wizard Rock there, so that was all a lot of fun. Speaking of, uh, I thought we just mentioned this. There was another interesting uh, convention that was going on at the same time. Oh, uh, yeah. We were in the hotel. <laughs> go ahead, yeah. uh, Laura, you tell. You, oh, my Laura, God. Go, you talk about it real quick. Oh, man. So. At the same time as this Harry Potter convention was going on, we noticed that a large um, miniature church had been erected in the center atrium of one of the lobbies. There were uh, there was a Christian missionaries uh, convention going on. It was really interesting because a few of them went around trying to evangelize the Potter fans. Um, they even bought day passes into a couple <laughs> of the events in order to come in to uh spread the word preach yeah so yeah. it was special they told us that god what? loved us and it was nice 
Yeah. Yeah. And we said, uh, well, Harry loves you. So. Yeah. <laughs> Even uh, that guy that was dressed up as uh, Voldemort, I think, uh, paid a trip over there. So I'm sure Did that was really? an interesting time. So there are a few people uh, we want to thank. Aziza, HPEF. Jim Dale and the rest of the Porter staff, they did a great job. And, Micah, what's coming up? HBF has more stuff coming up. It's pretty exciting, right? Yeah, they do. They have uh, two events that are taking place over the, the next two years. Um, next year is going to be in San Francisco, July 18th through the 21st. Uh, it's called Ascatraz, and it's kind of a combination, a spinoff of uh, Alcatraz and Azkaban. So it's going to be interesting to see what the uh, programming is going to be for that one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we actually got some uh, time to speak with the people from Universal Studios when we were at Portis, and uh, they're going to be... Uh, HPF is going to be in Orlando in 2010, July 15th through the 18th, in conjunction with Universal Studios. So um, hopefully something associated with it's the theme be park. Insane. No so question. Yeah. Ooh, I, I'm coming to these. San Francisco, especially. I, I I went to San Francisco last summer for the book tour thing Emerson and I mm-hmm. did, and. I went to Alcatraz and stuff, and San Francisco is just one of the most unique, coolest cities ever to go to. So Yeah, I can't wait. That'll be, be so fun. much fun. The Orlando thing, too, though. I mean, working with Universal to make this happen. Yeah, like, it's oh, going to be, be crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's how you say it. Infinitus. We kept screwing it up. Because the possibilities of the fandom is infinite. Oh. Ooh. Right? Good job. Yeah, that's their that's slogan? Good. Or did you just come yeah, up with that? Yeah, I think it is. So that's the news this week, right, Micah? That's it. All right, let's move on to some announcements. Don't forget to vote for us at uh, Podcast Alley. You're still on that? Yeah, always will be, Ben. Okay. Um, always will be. <laughs> you know, just a little side note on iTunes Store under Podcast This Week, if you go to the Podcast Main page, well, actually, for the past two weeks, we're under the Fun for Kids section right there on the main page. We're actually the number one Fun for Kids podcast. Next to us is Sesame Street. So that just shows you what, you know, iTunes thinks of us. We're two on podcast than Sesame though. Street. We're more fun. Than, yeah. <laughs> um, Eric, you have a note here? What's this about? What's this about? Well, it's, uh, you guys may not remember, but about nine months ago, it was nine, nine months ago. Last October, we did a little, uh, well, not a little, we did a big MuggleCast event down in Australia. Oh, MuggleCast Down Muggle- Under. Fine. MuggleCast Down Under, heck yes. And I just, I got to say how happy I am that both Ben and Micah are on this episode. I mean, Ben especially because, <laughs> you know, that's rare. But you guys both really contributed to that podcast. And what's happening with, with it is that I have the video footage edited and now online. I put it up on, well, actually, it's Google Video. It says processing for the last six hours. So I'm trying to get it up. So but can, you, it's uh, basically, can you please explain to me how I contributed? I don't recall being there. <laughs> well, that, this was Eric's clever solution. Oh, yeah. did I record a video? I did, didn't I? Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. You, yes, you did. You did a debate segment. You did a live debate segment. Oh crap! I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I haven't even seen that yet. And 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 Micah did uh, the first ever news at a live podcast as well. And and uh, just got to say, I mean, Micah, especially if you uh, take a look at this video, I think it's around the fifteen minute mark. You'll see just how much everybody really loved it. And you guys, pretty much, uh, your video input really 
uh, kept the show afloat so that it wasn't sort of just me there, and uh, they really appreciated it. So the Australian fans, uh, big thanks, HP uh, Events Australia. Um, but yeah, everything down there, the Sydney footage is now online. First one comes from Jenny, 26 of Sweden. She writes, hey, Mugglecasters, about Dumbledore's lying and saying he was going to tell Harry everything about 11 times. I found a part concerning that in the Half-Blood Prince. This is on uh, page 187 in the UK edition. Harry says, You said at the end of last term you were going to tell me everything. It was hard to keep a note of accusation from his voice. Sir, he added, and so I did, said Dumbledore placidly. I told you everything I know. From this point forth, we shall be leaving the firm foundation of fact and journeying together through the murky marshes of memory into thickets of wildest guesswork. Um, Jenny continues, uh, I think Dumbledore's excuse to himself or loophole is that he didn't know everything. He merely guessed. I love your show. Thanks for it. Um, so I thought that was a valid point because, um, we, uh, Dumbledore does emphasize that a lot, that he's just making guesses. And he says that in book seven as well. Mm. I liked how mm. Dumbledore kept an open mind throughout book six as far as what was going on. But but he didn't really because when when shown with all the memories, like – I mean he did. But when shown with all the memories, I mean Harry formed that same conclusion, which was kind of the cool thing about it, was that Dumbledore was letting Harry form his own sort of conclusions too. And Dumbledore had a, a kind of guess. But I mean ever since Dumbledore had the diary of Tom Riddle, he, he more or less knew that that was where it was going. So – that was really cool. Our next email is also from Jenny, 26 of Sweden. She writes, hey, Mugglecast, when Narcissa aids Harry in the last chapter, I thought of Lord of the Rings and how pity from the hero saved them in the end. In Fellowship of the Ring, the movie, Frodo says something along the lines of, it's a pity Bilbo didn't kill Gollum when he had the chance. And Gandalf answers, it was pity that stopped Bilbo's hand. Do not be too quick dealing out death and judgment. My heart tells me Gollum has some part to play yet. And sure enough, Gollum is the one who, inadvertently, destroys the ring, saving the world. Harry saves Draco, who has been his enemy, from the fire and also in the battle, and because of it, Narcissa enables him to save the world. It's an interesting little connection. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't really see there's really much relevance, though. In Lord of the Rings, when um, when, when they're referring to um, the pity that Bilbo had on Gollum, it was, it was just pity on um, Gollum himself because of what kind of a person that Gollum was. But Narcissa didn't really give pity on Harry. She was, um, well, she asked him if, if her son was okay because she was thinking just about her son. Well, I think she's the fact that- talking about the pity Harry had for Draco because he saved Draco. Mm, yeah. I really like that scene in book seven, but what does, well, what does Narcissa have anything to do with it? Well, she mm-hmm. pretends that Harry's dead and mm-hmm. she says right. she has but, that I moment mean, of decency. What relevance does this, uh, comparison have to Narcissa. Well, she's just making the comparison that because of um, because Bilbo originally had pity for Gollum, that enabled Gollum to inadvertently save the world, and then because Narcissa, um, she didn't really. I, I see what you're saying. She didn't have pity for Harry necessarily. She was in it for her own ends. But I think she's drawing the comparison from Harry's pity for Draco having that effect. Mm. That in both sort instances, of, yeah. In both instances, se- sensitivity has saved uh, the the day. Harry's pity for Gollum. I mean, Harry, <laughs> Harry's pity for Draco enabled Harry to save the world. Save basically. the world. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next, uh, Muggle Mail comes from Sierra D of South Carolina. She says. Hello, I'd like to start off like the rest of the Muggle Mailers, though it may seem like a cliche, by adding or by saying that your show rocks. 
I was listening to the Portis episode, and I thought I may be able to help you reword the sentence. How about, and I quote, All was well. Nineteen years had passed since pain had come from his scar. End quote. Or something along those lines. I also had a question, though it may be a bit late. Do you think that Severus Snape died in a way that showed the type of person he was? Snape was clever and sneaky, just like the snake that killed him. Hmm. Dot, 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 dot. Interesting. Anyway, I love the show. Thanks. Sorry. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and she says, Matt, Andrew, Ben, Micah, Jamie, Eric, Laura, Eric, Mikey, and Elisa are my favorites. Love CRD. Oh, how fair of her. Aww. Yeah, well, if I were Eris Janitakos, I'd be pissed off. Why? Why? <laughs> he hasn't been on the show in, what, like 152 episodes? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, she she listed, like, all of them, so, but yeah. Oh, she's, yeah. Eris Janitakos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know about the, um, the Snape death scene. I, I was kind of disappointed with that, to be honest with you. Um, it, it, oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I, it wasn't enough fight from him. I mean, I guess he was kind of taken by surprise. He knew he was going to die. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And as for the rewording of the sentence, I personally really liked the way the last sentence was yeah. worded. Um, but this was just for the fun because at the you know at the live podcast yeah I know should have ended with yeah. because Andrew can't reword the the last sentence of the book he right. he just said something along the lines of all was well pain scarf, scarf. <laughs> no and then I came up with a sentence and I forget what I said now but it was really good I thought yeah you know, no. but the last word was scar and it was the last sentence that you used it as oh whatever anyway. Speaking of that, um, it's time to get into our main discussion now. We're going to talk about one year since Deathly Hallows. It's been one year since the book came out, July 21st, 2007. And um, we're still here. Look at that. Imagine <laughs> that. We still... Um, Laura and I... I remember when we started talking about ending the show then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I was talking with Laura today about being nostalgic over, you know, being yes. one year and being in England. Oh Laura's sad, gosh. isn't it? It is. Well, because you pulled up the video from our live Ustream after we all finished yeah. the book. And it's just like, oh, I could go back to that so easily. Oh, I'd love to. Oh, so much yeah. fun. Did, it, did, did yeah. Eric, Was Eric and Kevin's fight on the Ustream? Oh, no. no. I forgot about <laughs> that, though. What did they fight about? I forget. The, the, what was the, the fight, duvet Eric? cover. The debate cover? Huh? Duvet. The what? Duvet. Uh, uh, the blanket. Yeah. Oh, the blanket. They fought over the blanket. Eric, any comment one year later? <laughs> you no guys, comment from Eric. You guys fought over a blanket? <laughs> Where's Eric? No comment. Yeah, I'm right. sure he doesn't want to comment. Eric, are you mad, well, we'll, we'll get Kevin. Sorry, Eric's on mute. We'll get Kevin Steck's opinion at one point. Anyway, though, um, Ben, Ben, you, you had a fun event going on, too. Right in Chicago. Yeah, I was in Oak Park, Illinois. We had uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people there. We had, it was me and Emerson, Emerson and I, up on the stage, and it was it was one of the best nights of my life. I'm not gonna lie, just the energy I felt standing up there. Yeah, the way you know the, when the, uh, when we were signing autographs or whatever, there was literally a line all the way down the block, and that's what it hit me that I made it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, like I'm just saying, like I just felt so fortunate and so lucky to have been a part of all of this and still be yeah. a part of it. So we're going to talk a lot about the Phantom today because it has been a year and, and for the longest time people were wondering what was going to happen after the book came out. And I mean, still it's just as popular as ever, right? The Phantom? Yeah, I think uh, so. I think it's changed. 
It's evolved. It has changed, but how, Eric? How has it changed? Has it changed? Well, I don't know. It's interesting, Andrew, because um, I, I, I distinctly think – I mean, okay, there's – Different people in the fandom, and, and of course, when I'm speaking, it's my opinion, and it's not necessarily how things really are. But I've noticed that there are um, certain fans, for instance, that have really began or begun following Wizard Rock, and they're attending uh, more Wizard Rock concerts than they did. You know, I mean, with no new books coming out, there's of course still hype for the movies. But it's 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 kind of branched off. I think the fandom. Some people have gone the way that three of our Mugglecasters have gone. Twilight. They've <laughs> gone into the Twilight fandom. Oh, by the way, TwilightSource.com. Check it out. Mm. <laughs> yes, um, thank you. It's a great <laughs> site. Any, anyway, so, so 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 you know, some people have found sort of other books, and 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 you know that's good because obviously you know we want to promote reading and and, and all that other stuff. So it's all about some literacy. people have kind of. Yeah, yeah. So some people have gone off and, and, and kind of gotten interested in, in Twilight and hooked on that. Other people have stayed um, and they still listen to our shows and still talk about our shows on the fan forums and, and pretty much, you know, do that. But uh, I, I, it's just interesting because without a without a book coming, it, it's not like the uh, the whole fandom as a whole is, 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 is just sort of waiting to be enlightened, which, which is how I kind of felt it was, especially between book six and book seven. There was so much hype of, of – there was a presence you know, book six itself was almost a presence, uh, or the, the the books, the book series, Harry Potter the series was a presence until it was closed off. And I think we lost that. But at the same time, you know, there's still plenty of things to talk about and do. I mean... So basically, uh, Eric, you're saying that after the last book had ended, that the fandom separated into separate niches. And so they're in their own... Yeah, kind of groups. I, I think they still identify, and you guys, having just been to the Harry Potter conference, can can kind of identify uh, or, or you know say what you think. But um, I, I, I think Harry Potter fans still will identify themselves as Harry Potter fans, and will all converge for the movies and stuff. But there's no encyclopedia in sight, and I, I think at the moment it's this uh, really interesting, not just downtime like there was between the books, but a completely different sort of uh, yeah. you know branching off uh, because there are no books left. I think well, it's in a time in the fandom when everyone gets to be more creative because now they have all the information they want and now they can do what they want to do in the fandom. Mm-hmm. That's good. Micah? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think, it wasn't it you, Andrew, this question came up um, when you were doing your little panel um, with the rest of the podcasters in at Portis. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that you know when you have these events that are still going on and still taking place, uh, obviously the... the uh, the gathering I don't think was probably as large as some of the previous uh, conferences that have been held, but it still seemed like the people were there were extremely dedicated and very into it. Um, yeah. you know, I have never seen, um, people dressed up like that before in my life. And some of it was scary and some of it was fun all at the same time. But, um, you know, I still think you have, I mean, Matt, you brought up a good point that everyone has kind of gone their own way into different areas of, of the fandom. Um, but, it still seems like there there are a good amount of people out there that are still going to be into it no matter what. And you look at the fact that HPF is still planning these events in the future. Mm-hmm. Through 2010, I mean. Yeah. And, and these conferences really do remind you um, what the fandom is all about. Because, you know, even if there's one 20 years from now, people are still going to show up there dressed up in their costumes and talk Harry Potter. And people make friends. Absolutely. And uh, 
Uh, it was just interesting to see that, it, particularly with Portis, that it, it wasn't just the younger fan base. There was a lot of, you know, older people, not to classify age range or anything like that, but, you know, there, there's all age ranges. Um, love yeah, this yeah. series. Yeah, I was and, just going to ask you that. Uh, Portis, were there more adult uh, Harry Potter fans? I think it was an even balance, actually. Yeah, I, was, I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. We brought the kids, and Portis brought the adults. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone had a great time. So Yeah, oh, everyone had a great time. We've been noticing, too, lately, is that like for the podcast, for our podcast even, we're still getting a lot of new listeners. It's not just the same amount, or or people just like stop listening to it because the fandom is starting to slow down or something. We're getting we're getting a lot of new listeners listening into the show too. Yeah, and that, I brought that up at the Portis panel too. I, we still see lots of emails from people saying, "Hey, I'm new to the show, and you know, it, it's it's great. Thanks for doing it." And then I realize that um, I think we are getting new listeners because. Those diehard Harry Potter fans who, you know, no longer have the books to read, they're looking for other outlets in the fandom. And Wizard of Rock and podcasting are definitely two of the biggest um, um, ways to fill your Potter craving, I think. Um, Wizard Rock is more fun, just to have fun in, with Harry Potter. And podcasting is having fun and also learning a thing or two. So, I mean, just think if we had started podcasting, like you know, before Order of the Phoenix came out, how much, how big it would have been. Yeah, yeah. dude, half of us would have been thirteen. That's yeah, true. Yeah. I was like fourteen when that book came out. Yeah. Oh well, doesn't matter. There have been a few things that have um, really fueled the fandom over the past. Uh, well, actually, over the past year, um, some of those would be the anticipation for the theme park. Um, Dumbledore being gay in October, that was huge. He's always been gay. That, that got as much press as when the book came out. He wasn't just um, gay in October, Andrew. <laughs> He's always, well, when it was revealed that yeah, Dumbledore was gay. Absolutely, that was player. a shock. Uh, yeah. The, the Harry Potter prequel was also uh, fueled you know, some interest in the fandom. And, and then the JKR-RDR lawsuit, which, um, while isn't the most positive thing, it's certainly created um, discussion in fan forums and on podcasts and and maybe even a Wizard Rock song or two. Nobody's done that yet, but I think they should. <laughs> I have to say that out of all of these, I really think the Dumbledore being gay story was the biggest one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I agree. The theme park was pretty big, too. And actually, I may be wrong about this. I think it was announced before Book Saving came out, right? Yeah, it was. But it was <laughs> never... It was in March. I, I don't think we got any solid, like, concrete stuff. And then one day, Universal said, okay, we're actually tearing this stuff down and building a Wizarding World. Like, yeah. like they announced that JKR had been with them since the beginning and was totally planning this. And I think that happened after Book 7. Well, I think two of yeah. our best episodes came from two of these topics. The, the first being about Dumbledore and the second being about the lawsuit. So uh, I yeah. think, um, you know, uh, we need something else like that to, to stir things up here before they... Uh, well, if they still plan on releasing a movie, because who knows at this point, um, what's <laughs> going to happen? Joe needs to out another character. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> out, out, out someone else, Joe. Just, just you know. How long do you guys think the Potter fandom will be around for? It? Forever, In this sense, Andrew, with multiple forever. fan sites. The Potter forever. fandom. No, but I mean, but I mean, <laughs> multiple popular <laughs> fan sites, multiple popular Wizard Rock bands, multiple popular. Po- Actually, wait, no, we're the only good one. Well, okay, well, um, we'll honestly, answer that question. I, we'll what, go, Laura? I, go ahead, Laura. 
I think the lifespan of that lies with those of us who are running them. Yeah, um, right. Essentially, as we all grow up and as we get jobs and start making families, I have a feeling it's going to start dying down. <laughs> oh, Laura, Laura, no, it's just that's the natural old. that's the natural progression. I'm sorry, not that it's a bad thing, not that the sites won't still exist, but I'm saying when we all have three kids running around our feet, we're not going to have time to go post news on MuggleNet. No, but God. the big thing, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything that's way too easy to <laughs> shut up. Something else? No, no. I think, but the fans choose whether the fandom stays big or not. I don't think it's really up to us because a lot of people just gave up on the fandom after the book came out. They were just like, Harry Potter's... Oh. And we still... Like, it's so weird. We get comments on MuggleNet from people who are like, who cares anymore? The fandom's dead. The Harry Potter's over. And well, they're I'm taking thinking, the time to write that, right, exactly. so clearly why, they care. <laughs> why are you visiting the site if you think the fandom's over? It just doesn't make any sense. So, But I think there are some people who really do feel like the Harry Potter's over and all that. Yeah. And, hey, whatever. It's their decision, but... Um, I think ultimately it depends on how many dedicated Harry Potter fans there are. I think Harry Potter will certainly last longer fandom-wise than, say, Twilight, because it doesn't have as big of an audience. They are dedicated, but it's not as big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's comparable to any other fantasy series that has a following, but it's finished. You know, like you look at Lord of the Rings. There are still Lord of the Rings sites online. They just don't make big news. Yeah, it was 40 or 50 because years the before Ring- they did the yeah, movies. Yeah, but what I'm saying... What I'm saying is that this is what it's going to progress to. I'm not saying it's going to be like that in five or even ten years, but eventually it will. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I agree. The movies, I agree with you. Huge again. Yeah. I still think you'll have the conventions that people will go to regardless. And, oh, definitely. Yeah, you know, like the Star Trek it, conventions and the Star Wars conventions they do? Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. Well, they, that's they still a going huge on, group kind of. Those. I mean, Star Wars is still going on because all the fans are taking that. Well, actually, Andrew, have we seen anything? Because like, you asked, like... How long is it going to last? Have we seen anybody drop? Have we seen any major websites that don't get updated anymore? I mean, I think that's that's the kind of way Not to gauge really. it. Not really. Well, I mean, I'm, I, of course, wouldn't say that on air. I wouldn't point finger, fingers at people. But um, I think, yeah, I think there definitely has been changes in the Phantom. Not podcasts, not not big podcasts, not big wizard rockers, but there are some bigger websites that have sort of dropped the ball um, after the book came out. That's maybe just my personal opinion, but I think it. You know, with time, things change. People come, people go. So, but um, how many? Like, how the fandom is today? How many years do you guys think it'll last? Do you think it'll last through the last film coming out in two thousand ten? I think so. At yeah, least. I think so. I yeah. think. I think it really depends on what comes up. Well, I think it's it's going to go like in the need. same. It's going to follow the same pattern that it did. That it that it went through with the movies before, you know. There's there's always there's going to be like a, the baseline of the fans, you know. Like when in when we're in, a, in between movies, you know what I mean. Like when we're in between books, like that, like the fandom at that level has dropped, has died down significantly. I would say, but as we get closer to mm-hmm. a movie release, you know, the one that's coming out in 123 days, 55 minutes, and 23 seconds. Uh, then we see it's like a roller coaster effect, you know. Like at that at those points, we're going to have the peaks in our traffic, and there are going to be more fans online. There are going to be more people interested in it, and it, MuggleCast is going to get more downloads. And then after those periods, it's Woo! going to fall back off to the baseline. Now the only difference is that baseline, the base of like the fandom, is continually getting smaller as time goes on. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the perfect way to describe it. Another thing that that I just remembered is Harry Potter the Exhibition, 
which is going to be like that. Oh, right. the, the roving Harry Potter That's set. That's going to be pretty I mean, cool. That'll be what really cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely get reports. Some company is working with Warner Brothers to bring a exhibition across the United States, like to different cities, and it's just going to be tons of like props and stuff from the Harry Potter films. Ah. Um, and it's it's going to be ten thousand square feet. And host, quote, elaborate displays of authentic costumes, props, and artifacts from popular environments featured in the films. And that's starting in spring of, of uh, 2009, so. Yeah, that'll be really cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it depends a lot on this encyclopedia, too. I mean, it's not going to, it's not certainly going to attract the same amount of attention as the books, because I don't, I don't think that you can do that. And, you know, there's never going to be the buildup. Um, that we all experienced before the release of each of those books. It's mm-hmm. it's just not you can't replicate that. Totally, and it's That's never going to happen like, again. Imagine um, like how could you miss something like that? You know what I mean? Like if I was like imagine if you just started reading Harry Potter now, and you and you you know you already heard from your friends that Harry lives. You already heard all of these things, and imagine how you feel after you read the sixth book. You know, it's it was it's a completely different scenario, like what we were looking at last summer. You know, because we were it was one of the only times ever that we didn't know what was going to happen, and it was like such a beautiful feeling, you know, in hindsight. Because now that everything's said and done, right. we can look back and you know, it's kind of like after Lord of the Rings, after the, that last book came out. You know, it's we're truly we lived in such a unique time, and and it just sucks that so many people. I have so many friends who didn't read the books who just you know thought it was, you know, a stupid thing or whatever when they were missing on missing out on the greatest cultural phenomenon ever. Dude, that's very sensitive. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. Very sensitive. Well, yeah, and that's also a shame that to think about how many kids in future generations are going to read these books but they're missing out on one of the coolest parts of reading these books is just being part of the fandom. Like, you know, 20 years from now when kids are turning 14 or 15 and somebody finally introduces them to Harry Potter. They're going to be like, wow, these books are great. I, I need I need to fill my craving, and there's not going to be anything. <laughs> we'll see what's interesting, though. What, like, what I would like to know, a statistic I would like to find out, is what percentage of people who have actually who have read the Harry Potter books have participated in what we refer to as the fandom in some way, shape, or form. Have, how, like, you know what I mean? Like, how, What percentage of them have gone to the internet and actually looked for additional Harry Potter news? Like it's like a casual reader versus somebody who's more into it, you know? Exactly, because there's probably yeah. I mean, oh, geez, there's I'd like to know the percentages of those who haven't, you know? I mean, all the people we'd never hear from. Uh, e- yeah. yeah, even even listening to the the show, there's hundreds of people that listen to this show, and we don't ever 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 hear from them. They but they hear us. So hi, people. Well, yeah. Well, just the other actually today, when uh, right before we were recording, I went to Chipotle to get some food, and um, I was passing these two girls in the restaurant, and they were talking to each other about Harry Potter. Dude, really? Just talking about the fandom. Really? Yeah. Or uh, not the fandom itself, but they're just talking about you know Harry Potter and talking about like how can how can somebody not like Harry Potter or not read Harry Potter? What's weird? What's weird is that, uh, you know I, I'll still like on occasion, on rare occasion, when I'm in Chicago or something, uh, you know, like someone will recognize me, or I'll, I'll be with Emerson, or somebody will recognize Emerson, and it's just so funny because mm-hmm. like. Like, what will happen is, like, they'll make eye contact with you, they'll look away, and, like, they'll think about it for a second, and then their eyes will immediately mm-hmm. dart back to you. And then, and then like, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. like that, that's, like, the dead <laughs> giveaway. You know? That's when you instantly know. You're like, are they going to talk to me, or are they not going to talk to me? <laughs> ben, right, some people right. have all the luck. I've been living in Chicago for five months, and that's not happened to me yet. <laughs> Maybe you're just not as um, recognizable. You know, I always... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I just um, have one of those faces. I- 
it's funny because I always bring up work and, and you know, I always talk about people there who, who read the series but kind of don't say anything. But when I was at Portis, um, you know, uh, I guess somebody did a Google search on me at work and they found out one of the articles that I guess we had done and they started sending it around to a couple people in the office. And, uh, you know, because they always like to give me a hard time about this. And is this a story about how Micah gets picked on at work? Yeah, well, no, no it's actually th- – this This is to show that th- how many people actually read it but aren't as active Absolutely. as you think. And, and uh, so this article starts getting passed around to a bunch of different people. And if, I wasn't on it, so I don't know what was said. But I was told it eventually got to one of the guys that I used to work for and um, one of the guys who now works for him. And the guy who worked for him, he's like – what is this muggle crap? I don't understand. Who the hell would be interested to, in this kind of stuff? And his boss replies to him, and he, he says very strictly, he's like, I'm interested in it. Oh. So, oh. Uh, I guess you better be careful. Uh, you know, my initial prediction was that um, 10% of people who have read the books are a part of the fandom. But I'm reading an article now that just came out in June. It says, Potter tops 400 million sales. Um worldwide and so now i'm thinking okay so 400 it's more like one percent yeah exactly yeah Mm -hmm. um that's that's why crazy so if you divide 400 million divided by seven that's that would be (laughs) technically be 57 million readers so during our peak time i mean maybe three 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 hundred million visitors a day Mm -hmm. wait you think when the book came out it was Uh, more than that probably I, I guess average. I guess average. That would be right. I, I guess. I guess it was pretty close to like half a million. So it is extremely small, and and you wonder like why less people... than one percent actually. I yeah. guess. I guess it just depends. Yeah. Like a, a lot of the people wow. who are involved in the Harry Potter fandom are internet junkies. That's safe to say. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, true. I mean, that's nothing against right. those people. Yeah. Like they just they're into a lot of, into you know instant messaging, social networking, Facebook, MySpace, those kind of things, and so. You know, like, that's that's the reason I got into the Harry Potter fandom is because from the time I was 10 years old, I was just constantly on the computer. And so when I started reading the books, the first thought that went through my mind was, I need to see what's on the internet about this. Same. Absolutely right. same. Yeah, me too. And some people just aren't mm-hmm. as lucky yes. as us to have stumbled upon something so great. Actually, you know, yeah, I have the solution totally. to that, Ben. The uh, the thing you were saying earlier about uh, our, our you know future generations not being able to wait. I think uh, we as parents should just take away their seventh book. You know, don't allow like them to read it, and yeah, it'd be kind of like yeah, Santa Claus. You know, when they're like when people <laughs> give it to them at midnight. <laughs> That's what Scholastic and Bloom- Bloomsbury should do. Ten years from now, take all the books off store shelves and release each one. One per year, <laughs> and then like you make people wait. You do all these releases all over again. Do you think that, uh, Talk about a money maker. They should. They should release like. Well, don't you remember when Joe said a while ago that she at one point would go back and uh, revise the books? Did she? Yeah, oh, yeah. She, she, she. She did. She said that. She said that she'd go back and go through the books and make them better. Or, you know what I mean? Do something like that. Yeah. I mean that that could just be a kind of a pipe dream on her part because. If I was her, I'd be tired of... Actually, I, I think what she said was that if she... <laughs> crap, I, I think she said I mean. if she did go back, it would be to book four, who Stuff. she felt was rushed. Yeah, it would be book Goblet yeah. Fire, because those were his favorite. Mm-hmm. Well, look what she already did with... Uh, didn't she put in some extra um, writing to the 10th anniversary of Sorcerer's Stone? Yeah, she did something. She added, like, a foreword yeah, or something to it. she's itching, though, because, I mean, she just out of nowhere came up with that Harry Potter prequel. 
for charity. She just mm-hmm. out of no, out of absolutely yeah. nowhere. There's a page and a half. Probably took her a minute, and that stuff's still living on mm-hmm. inside her. So, I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm just that. That's like a treasure trove. I mean, her, her mind. You know. Do you think? I think we've discussed this before, but my, it's probably been a while since we brought it up. Do you think that? Uh, when Joe releases her next book, that she's going to release it under an alias, or, or no. do you think? Because I hope okay, not. okay well, here's the here's the here's the, like the, here's the two sides of the story. Of course, she want like one party would say, of course she's going to release it as J.K. Rowling. Why would she want to do anything else if she releases it as J.K. Rowling? It's going to sell so much more, right? Right. But at the same time, you got to keep in mind that she's a billionaire, so money isn't exactly an issue with her. Mm-hmm. So maybe she would want to release it. Under a different alias, just to see if she could become successful again through different means without having J.K. Rowling, her title, be what makes her successful. No, didn't she mention something at one point about publishing under a pseudonym? Maybe jokingly. I think she said it jokingly. Oh, because I remember something about she was writing a children's fairy tale, and I thought that she'd mentioned that she wasn't thinking of publishing it under her name. No, you're right about that. And a political thriller right or a political mystery yeah, or something yeah, along yeah. those lines yeah, yeah. Something mm-hmm. like Wouldn't that. We, uh... yeah. but she could give money to charity yeah. too i mean that would be another benefit of writing under her name wouldn't we find out that it was her you know someone Probably. called her um the other day um not the other day i read somewhere somebody called her a one-hit wonder and i was like you know what <laughs> are you seven kidding hit me wonder. no no, no but hold on wait a second wait a second wait a second there they're kind of right because we've only seen Joe write one series. That's all we need. Seven books of it, though. But seven books, but it's still the one series. So I'm thinking, what happens if she, you know, I wonder if she feels pressured to, you know, like, what happens if she writes no, another I, book, a uh, different series? I don't think it's, it's possible. I do not it won't think it's flop. possible. Even if it's a you horrible story, it's it's not going to flop. Story-wise, though, putting 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 aside the fact that she's J.K. Rowling, say she did it under an alias and we all read it, would we think is just as good? Or, or are we well, is our mind clouded not. by the fact no, that it's very positive? positive. Well, it well, see, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about it is imagine when a, when a band releases, you know, an album that people are just so amazed by, okay? People mm. are just like, man, this is the best album ever. More time, more often than not, the next album that they release, most people are like, man, this is, you know, even if it's a really good album, they're still comparing it to the, to the last album. And since the last album is the album they heard first, they've already built such a positive association with it that nothing else really yeah. stands up to I, it. You know what I I'm understand. saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so when Joe writes another series, it really, it would really have to knock our socks off in order for us to, to not but I think that writing is a little bit different from, from, from song making for one reason, which is that I, I, I don't necessarily think that whatever she writes is going to garner the, the huge you know fan thing that Harry Potter had. But as an author, she's the one who actually wrote the words that have touched so many people. She, just the way that she writes, the way she has progressed in writing, the way that she illustrates her characters, it would be impossible for – I, I, I think it would be impossible for her next writing venture to not be as well written in in a way, or, or as as uh, as 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 appliable to to people. I think just as many people will identify with whatever she writes because she's got that voice, she's got that writing talent to be able to uh, bring people in. Even if she's not writing a Harry Potter book. Yeah, yeah there's no doubt that she's talented, yeah. but. 
I don't think that necessarily means that her next work is going to be just as good or on the same level as Harry Potter because I wouldn't compare it to Harry Potter. But but you're you're one of the few who wouldn't. I was going to say nothing's ever going to compare to Harry Potter, and Joe herself even acknowledged that. And frankly, she was glad at the prospect of the reporters packing up and going away, so she could actually mm-hmm. write something else and not get as much attention. Um, I, I don't know that. It's really, I mean, even fair to compare anything she would write next to Harry Potter. People will do it. Um, but Harry Potter is such a classic thing. And a lot of the series is the hype that surrounded it and the suspense that we all had going into the next book. Um, that's something that we're not going to have again. And I think it's unique and we need to accept that as what it is and not expect her to put out another huge world phenomenon like that. But it doesn't mean it's not going to be good. It doesn't mean that she, what if she does do it again, you know, like it would be, it's improbable, but I'm saying, why not, you know, like, like I said, don't, don't set yourself up for, don't have expectations that are too high and be thinking, oh my gosh, you know, it's JK Rowling, she's not going to disappoint, but at the same time, approach it with an open mind, you know, like, oh, sure, don't. Don't compare it to Harry. Do you think there'll be a midnight Mm. release for the uh, Harry Potter encyclopedia? Yes. Yes, no question. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We should all go. <laughs> we will. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, we should. I think there will be just as much hype because it is like a new Harry Potter. You're learning just as much information. Yeah, maybe. But. Why wouldn't you? I mean, it's exciting. Because it's not the narrative. There's no, there's no it's not the same narrative. It's not at all. Just as long as Steve Vanderark doesn't publish it first. <laughs> so we should move yeah, on. Yeah, I would go to a midnight release for that, too. There, there would be just as much hype. We should You know, on. the one thing I will say is she should update her site. I mean, that she hasn't updated in months, I think. Ladies and gentlemen, what's bugging Micah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but seriously, I mean, she's done like a couple little things here and there, but nothing, um, you know, kind of an overhaul. Yeah, we, and, we and still care about material her. For us. Uh, maybe she's saving it all for the encyclopedia. Maybe she's working on it. Have, maybe heavily. she's on vacation. Maybe she's on vacation. Maybe she's sick of. Maybe Harry she's Potter. raising her kids. Maybe that? she's got three of maybe, them. Maybe yeah. Maybe she has a life. <laughs> maybe she thinks we're all suckers for still continuing on with the sites and the podcast and the Wizard Rock. While she's just she's moved on now. She's already got her next book ready to go. Back to the one hit wonder thing. I know that that stirred all you guys up, but I mean, yeah, it is good that Joe did say that she can't. She'll never do another Harry Potter. Or she doesn't think she would be able to. I mean, that's a lot to live up to, because one of the things people love J.K. Rowling for with Harry Potter so much is that the story is so deep and complex, and you know, with, you know, we've proved you can talk about it for endless hours. That's what hours. I'm saying. How could any book mm-hmm. she writes How many like hours, that? Andrew? We need to, we need to find out how many hours. That would be pretty easy to do. But, hey, uh, some, hey, some Muggle Cats fan, uh, here's a contest. Uh, yeah. Total, total the amount of time in all the Muggle Cast episodes ever. I'll give someone a trick. Put them all into one playlist on iTunes, and then at the bottom of iTunes, they'll say how long that playlist is. Wow. I don't have all the MuggleCast episodes, and I don't want to download them all, but somebody probably does have all the yeah, episodes. Yeah. So. I think I actually have all of them. Do you? Yeah. Oh, Laura's a big MuggleCast actually, fan. Actually, yeah. I do. I listen she, every she, week. Do you want my autograph, Laura? She likes hearing her own voice. <laughs> so speaking of Joe, what do you guys think will happen with her? I mean, there won't be an eighth book, right? No, I don't think so. I mean... Maybe like a decade from now, that, that that would be awesome if she did write something, or if she was able to take the same world and do another story. You know, you know, the, 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 and there's a new there's a new villain, but like make it completely different. You know, yeah, that'd be cool. But then it would sort of you know the one thing about Harry Potter is now 
the the evil was defeated and you know happily ever after. All was and well. all was well. All was well. Yeah. Not even nineteen years later. Um, what do you think? What do you think? Okay, we know she's doing a children's book, and she also said a mystery novel too, political right? Mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, political yeah. mystery. Um, oh, but the what? children's book is politically charged. Isn't Many it? are. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. What I else think do you think mystery, she could do? Wasn't that more for adults? She said. It was yeah. Like, yeah. Well, she, she said like that she was writing. Novels. She said she was writing a political fairy tale mm, for children. Mm. I would read the mystery. I love mystery novels. Yeah. Ooh. Well, and there's so much of a mystery element in Harry Potter anyway. We already know she's good at it, so. Yeah, but sort of like the classic crime story sort of feel. Maybe it'll be something like that. Um. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Okay, okay. So let's talk about Muggle Cows now. Um, you guys, in the past few weeks, you finished up every chapter in book seven. Chapter by chapter, book seven. Woo! And Muggle Cast was started, of course, right after we got the sixth book. And so we had, you know, we, we just, we just talked and, and now we finished, obviously we finished talking about book seven. So, so what's, what exactly is, 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 is next, you know, um, what's next for this show and are, you know, is there an official date to when we're going bi-weekly or non-weekly or whatever it is or, well, I don't know. I just figured <laughs> yeah. I'd throw that out. Everyone's probably uh, expecting a big announcement right we've now. We've got an answer for yeah. that. Well, I've I've been trying to think about what we would do with the show, and I really still don't know. Mike has suggested we keep going weekly through um, our three-year anniversary, which is, what, like August 5th or something? I think that's a good idea. We'll we'll probably be doing a live show in, like, two or three weeks at the latest. Live online, I mean. (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant, like, live. So I think the plan right now, after the three-year anniversary is we will do episodes whenever we feel the time is right. So that'll be when there's a lot of news to discuss or there's, you know, a hot topic that we feel should be a main discussion. You know, we'll do the fun segments in I'm there, I'm sure we'll too. get some emails, too, like, hey, this happened. I, I really think this would make a good uh, main discussion on MuggleCat, like from fans who really want another show. And we'll consider that, sure. And for, like, really big news or not even really big news but like news that needs to be addressed immediately we can probably do like maybe we'll a, do a live shows and we could even yeah. do mini casts yeah for yeah those could even be regular shows i mean you know what who says we have to do an hour yeah who says so huh who says? Who says? Who says? Well, I the, guess that's the, the same Harry Potter podcast. Okay, no. so so so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, you uh, also talking about MogoCast. You guys did finish talking about book seven. So I. Uh, no, I noticed there was. I was reading through one of the show notes, and uh, it was Andrew who was saying that uh, Voldemort is uh, too cool to issue ultimatums, <laughs> like like maybe here by midnight. Yeah, I, I I totally agreed with that. But um, but basically, what what do you guys think? Having read book seven again and thoroughly gone through it on the show, do you have any differing opinions than from when you first read it a year ago? Because it's I really enjoyed picking apart the book. Yeah, um, thinking back in hindsight, I mean. Sometimes it was the funnest thing to prep, but it was a lot of fun, I thought. And no, I, I still see the book the same way I did. I see it deeper now, since we did go more involved, and that's why I think people like chapter by chapter so much. Yeah. It it's just awesome. makes me nostalgic, really, to read it, because I remember reading it with all of you guys, and I remember all the parts where I cried, and all the parts where I got made yeah. fun of, and being in London, and it was so fun. So really, reading it was kind of... Um, a way to go back to those really, you know, fun days we had before the series it was, was just over. a year ago. Um, Laura, we I were know. all in that same hotel room. <sighs> I 
I know we were like five of us cramped into that little <laughs> in hotel front of the room. camera. That thing was like a closet. Were you guys at the Holiday Inn Mayfair? Yes, we were. Fantastic Ooh. hotel. I think that wraps up our discussion on yeah. Phantom. Except, uh, except where Terminus. It's going. Um, just wanted to set the record straight. I'm going to be at Terminus, and it's not going to be like a MuggleCast th- uh, thing there or anything, but I'm going to be there, and so is Ben. So. Let's organize a secret meeting. We're actually holding a con- – Eric and I are holding a convention across town called <laughs> MuggleNetus. MuggleCon. <laughs> called MuggleCon. Yes, you can come Muggle meet us. Con. Since all the fans are going to be in town anyways, come meet us across yeah. town. No, we'll, we'll, I'm just kidding. At Dylan's we'll, apartment. Yeah, we'll make a post <laughs> or, or, or something, but – yeah, there will. I, I guess so. We can do a meetup, right, Ben? Yeah, you and me, you and me together. Yeah, you of course. Together? We do yeah, meet and Emerson. Hell, we can get we can get Emerson involved too. I can't wait. Wow. No, but um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the, um, that that about does it for the show today. We wanted to keep it simple and just do a discussion on Phantom. I thought that was very enlightening. Let's remind everyone about our contact information real quick. Laura, what's the PO box? It's P.O. Box 3151, coming Georgia, 30028. At Portis, Laura brought lots of the mail that's been showing up. Um, a lot of people sent me birthday cards. Thank you very much, everybody, for that. I really appreciate that. that was, it's, very, it's really meaningful when you see letters from people. I actually took the time to send them in. So thank you to everyone who did. I read every one of them, didn't I, guys? You saw me yeah, reading them. Yeah, you did. Yes, you did. So um, continuing on with the contact information, maybe we'll get back to voicemails next week because we're going to need some stuff to talk about. You can, also, you can always uh, call into the MuggleCast hotline if you're in the United States. You can dial one two one eight twenty magic If you're in the United Kingdom, you can dial 20 And if you're in Australia, you can dial 28 You can also Skype the username MuggleCast. No matter how you call us, just remember to keep your message under uh, 60 seconds and limited as much back on this Hey, as Andrew, What's Andrew, so funny, do, you remember, do you remember when I gave out your, uh, your number yes. on that one podcast? Yeah, I still and like get six, calls. And like six months later, you were getting calls? Yeah, had tried like two years later, still getting calls. <laughs> Sorry about uh, that, by the no, way. <laughs> I'm over it now. Uh, you can also visit MuggleCast.com for a handy feedback form to contact any one of us, or just use our first name at staff.mugglenet.com. And uh, don't forget, as always, on MuggleCast.com, we have the community outlets, the MySpace, Facebook, YouTube, Frapper, LastFM, the fan listing, and the forums. Follow us on Twitter and dig the show at dig.com. And vote for us once a month at Podcast Alley. Everybody call in with your thoughts about the fandom and where it's going and how it's changed and stuff. And we, we can talk about that more next week. It's a never-ending discussion. <laughs> um, but thanks again um, to everyone at Portis. Seriously, they, yeah, uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, they, they treated really us great. very well when we were it there. Was so, so much fun. Everybody... Uh, they, the people there made the whole symposium. Mm-hmm. So thank you to everyone for that uh, panel. Ben, Eric, thanks for uh, yeah, coming thanks. back on. Oh, no problem, Andrew. It was my pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> All right. Once again, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Ben Shane. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Laura Thompson. I'm Michael Tannenbaum. And I am Matthew Britt. We'll see everyone next week for episode 155. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, hey, hey, wait, wait, I got a knock, knock joke. Knock, knock, Andrew. Uh, Dobby. Who's there? Dobby, Dobby who? said there's plenty of stuff coming.
left in the Harry Potter form. <laughs> the Harry Potter form. Okay, we're the giver. Wow. I can hear the fangirls calling. If that was Jamie, it would have been a good joke. Anyway. <laughs>